The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. You're about to hear a Cubs and Cardinals season preview with our good friend Dennis. Um, but you're going to hear it late because you're not a Patreon subscriber. So why don't you go over to patreon.com slash sunranto and get all the Sunranto shows early and ad-free, patreon.com slash sunranto. And I just want to let you all know what I do with some of this Patreon money. You know, Dennis, he comes over, and I got to feed the guy. I got to give him a couple beers so he'll come on the show. You know, I probably paid 10 15 bucks just to have Dennis come on the show. So be a part of it. Help me feed and Dennis and get him drunk. Um, and also, you're going to have to listen to an ad from my bookie, who also sponsors our ad full shows. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is going to be your best bet this season. Now, if you like to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites in the week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Now, if you really want to support the Cubs this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie is going to double your first deposit. Use the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, and you double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Michael Sunrento Dennis, Dennis. Oh, it's a Cardinals preview. Mm. Welcome Dennis, to the Sun Dennis, Ranto Dennis, Show. Dennis. My name's Danny Rocket, and I'm, I'm of course D E N N I S. I'm here with I'm, I'm here with Dennis. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't talk and listen to a guy sing Dennis over and over again at the exact same time. And I'm not- really surprised that a Cardinals fan can spell his own name. Hey, he he wasn't a Cardinals fan. He's just a Dennis. Yeah. Oh, okay. That wasn't you singing. I just assumed it. From Danny made, for, made you do that. I'm I'm looking at a picture of the guy who does this, and he does many people's names um, over and over. What's his What's his channel? Oh, <laughs> this channel is the guy who sings your name over and over, <laughs> and he's got twenty five thousand uh, subscribers. So, uh, but to me, uh, he looks like a Mariners fan. You know, can you see him from where you are, Dennis? Is he is he holding himself in a push up position? Yeah, I, I believe he's doing a plank. 
Oh, Danny, uh, don't don't you mean a Mariners fan? Yeah, he's a Mariners fan. <laughs> so that Dennis, you didn't make the cut until volume seven. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, there there are six volumes of names, and who knows what a volume even entails? <laughs> yeah. That could be a thousand names per volume. We don't know. <laughs> this is YouTube, not an album. So, um, yeah, if you hadn't guessed uh, yet, and you, if you don't know Dennis, he's a Cardinals fan, and he's here to preview the Cardinals-Cubs uh, rivalry uh, season series uh, for this year. And also on the show, we've got... Creepy crawlies hiding under rocks and... Creepy crawlies living in a tree. Hi, Crawley. How's it going? Good. How's it going with you? <laughs> oh, excited, man. I got my uh, my season tickets came into my phone, the electronic tickets. So, you know, kind of going through the games, getting ready to see which games I'm going to hit. Now, is it way less excited? Because back in the day, they would send you a beautiful package of beautifully designed paper tickets. The last ones that went out were, I believe, in 2017, maybe 18. And but they're the World Series championship tickets, and and you ripped it off each one for the game you went to. You had a hard ticket. Is it really the same feeling when it just pops in electronically into an app? No, I mean part of the fun used to be kind of taking a look to see what they would design. Like some years they would have baseball cards, like you know the old baseball cards. Some years they had the old program, so it was kind of fun to see how clever they would be with it. But as far as ease, it's it's a hell of a lot easier just to kind of just hit the buttons and start sending them out to people that are buying them. Yeah, I miss I miss the hard tickets because you could get more scams done with hard tickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I used to get into Gallagher way with hard tickets. Now it's all screenshots and I'm resizing JPEGs. Like, oh, the scams are harder to come by once they once they get all computery on you. Like, yeah, see, I've never seen the whole selection other than. And so I don't know if this is actually how it is. There was that like Red Sox movie where the guy got season tickets and there was just like fever. Like, okay. Yeah. That is, is yeah. it. Was it like that? Like, the yeah. And they got the really, box? yeah. You used to, you used to get like a box from FedEx. Well, it used to be like an envelope from FedEx and would have like a couple booklets in it, you know? And then they started kind of throwing in all sorts of like tchotchkes and stuff like that. Eventually that you, you know, it, it was like a cool tin and uh, in the tin, you'd have like different things, and they're like pins and towels and hats and all sorts of fun do you, stuff. Do you think getting rid of those will get them under the luxury tax? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Three million dollars that they yeah, need. I don't believe that counts against uh, payroll. I don't. I don't believe pins count. <laughs> it, it was in the last CBA. P- pins don't count anymore. So I do have one more song to play for Dennis, and this is. I looked up a Cardinals fight song. And I found one, and it's not an original. It's like a parody song. So this is like the Cardinals version of me, named In His Bit. And um, they, <laughs> that's so much catchier than Danny Rocket. Yeah, yeah, In His Bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he needs a, a brand specialist. But he's got a verse about facing the Cubs. This was posted in 2011, so I, I don't remember how the Cardinals do in 2011. Yeah, World Series here. Wait, oh, yeah. I think I know what you're about to play. I think this is a kid I went to fucking high school. With. Birds on my bat. Yeah, that's Andrew Treader. Are you, I fucking you went know? to high school. I I swear to God, this was a, a big thing in St. Louis that year. Oh, really I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Cubs verse here. So check this out. Who we got on deck? Them Chicago Cubs. You wanna know the difference between them and us? Well, first off, we red. Yeah, you know they, they blue. blue. 
But they don't know October quite as well as we do Yeah, our fans are always crazy Yeah, we hardly ever sober But then they never party Especially in October Yes, and Louis, we the truest red birds in our hearts So many pennies, we should hang them from the arch I love my birds on my chest I love my birds on my hat as long as that bird red, I'ma put it on my bat. I love my birds on my chest. I love my birds on my hat. Still a banger. As long as that bird red, I'ma wear it on my hat. Yep, but Kylie got the. Yeah, well, we could stop there, but um... thank you, thank you. Thank you. Stop. <laughs> like, please stop. Crow, Crowley's just sitting there with his hands over his ears, vomiting in the corner. Um. Yeah, it's. It, I I will say it was poorly recorded. Yeah, it I was... can't believe you found that. Like. That's just some fucking kid I went to high school with and, like, made that in his room, and they played it on the radio, yeah. and he thought he was famous for a while. Yeah. <laughs> then he got a coke habit. Yeah. Oh, he had one before. <laughs> how do you but think that, that song that's got That's how written? the song was written. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're here to talk about the Cardinals with Dennis, and uh, obviously the rivalry, we should, I mean, it's cool, we're starting with uh, the rivalry, and... Um, well, last year, let me tell you a little bit about what happened last year. The Cubs were 9-10 and 10 versus St. Louis, uh, despite scoring seven more runs than the Cardinals did last year. They outscored the Cards 80-73. to 73. Um, We all remember how the season kind of ended with the Cubs losing, uh, what, five of their last seven games against the Cardinals, including a four-game sweep at Wrigley, all one-run games. I, I two blown saves by Craig Kimbrell. I don't Kimbrell. remember any of that. The only thing I remember is Ben Zobras striking out Yadier Molina. Oh, it's the only thing I remember. It was the only thing worth remembering for a Cubs fan. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. I think uh, the last game of the season that, that was the almost honestly really the last thing I remember before we went on a bender throughout Wrig- Wrigleyville with Danny Swain at Lucky Doors at I don't even know what time at night. Oh yeah, I have like I have pictures of Albert Almora that I don't remember taking. <laughs> Is it Almora? I took a picture. I don't even remember who I took a picture of. We we took a lot of weird pictures that night, man. We were just <laughs> oh, like chasing, running around the streets of Wrigley Field like a ghost town. Little did we know is the last day of Madden's post just about. Is oh, that- yeah. Right after we, we went in there and then we got a tour of the upstairs, the private VIP lounge and everything. See, I don't remember that either. <laughs> oh, God. What happened to me? No, that was just me who went up oh. there. But we definitely did. A, we did a shot in the beer, Hazleton Way, and, and we had some fun that day. Yeah. That Crawley paid for the Joe Madden lap dance. So he got to go to the private room. And- the Joe Madden champagne room. Yeah. What's awkward is that he uh, likes to dance to Steely Dan. Like that's the thing. He comes out. He comes in in a thong. It's weird. How how honestly painful was that series for you guys? Because that was that was a brutal fucking loss every single game. If I I remember you guys were winning like into the eighth or ninth every day of that game, and up until that point, I'm pretty sure the home team had won every game. Just about. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. there was uh, there were a couple sweeps in there. The Cardinals swept us at Bush. We swept them twice. At Wrigley, and then that we took a game in St. Louis one time. But uh, after that, for you guys to sweep us at Wrigley Field in that four-game set, Cubs were so banged up at that point. I mean, you know, it was painful for us, but I guarantee it was way more painful for Anthony Rizzo and that murder scene ankle that he was out there. And he hit a home run in that Thursday game. There was such such hope. The way it started with that heroic Rizzo home run Mm -hmm. and – and then, but you guys just at the end just stuck the dagger in and just kept twisting and twisting. You know, if you look back at last season, uh, the last two games I went to, it was uh, 
I went to, gosh, I went to three games, September 14th, 15th, and 16th. I went to three games in a row. The Cubs won 14 to one against Pittsburgh, 16 to six against Pittsburgh, and then eight to two on social media night against the Reds. And then right after that, they went on the big, big tank for like the rest of the season. Yeah. And and that was, it was, you know, it was like most of the end, like the bullpen was, was gave us ulcers from the very first, I think the first week they blew like four saves, you know, and it it didn't change even with Kimbrell or whatever. It didn't matter who you put in there. It was just a bad spot all year. The amount of blown saves and one, one, one run losses. So I think even at the end of the year, it was like, just you just kind of felt like an old dog that you just wanted someone to give you the old yeller at that point. And it was the usual suspects that did it to us. Molina hitting that home run at Wrigley with that was like that ball was like over his head, <laughs> and he just like stuck his bat out there. And that Super Bowl they were using last year just popped out into the bleachers. <laughs> oh, and then um, of course Matt Carpenter fucking even though like he didn't even have a good year, did he? No, he was hurt for half of it. <laughs> and then he just comes out and pops one go-ahead homer in the 10th. Um, yeah, that was brutal. Um, and then the Cubs, you know, tried to at least play spoiler the following weekend, won the first two games, but Milwaukee couldn't get anything done. Y'all won the division. And uh, I forgot about this. Do you The Cole Hamels, Yadier Molina well, it wasn't really a dust-up. It was a bunch of old men standing around <laughs> looking a little perturbed. But do you remember that uh, it, it was it was such a bitch play? Yadier Molina is such a cunty little hoe. Oh, my God. Shut Did, the fuck that up. That ball, first of all, it didn't even hit him. It was ball four. Yeah. It was ball four. Yeah, it was just a terrible fucking stupid pitch. No, it was a fine pitch. Yeah, it was a stupid pitch because it was ball four. It should have been strike three if he had thrown it over the plate. And then Yadier Molina takes umbrance to that moment, and you're like, dude, settle the fuck down. Like, what's he, he trying to do? He should show some respect for the legend. What the fuck oh is my Hamels? God. It's Cole Hamels, dude. Fuck Cole Hamels. Are you kidding me? <laughs> legend. Yadier's not even going to make the Hall of Fame. Oh, stop it. <laughs> he really is not. He's, okay. he's, out, he's out of baseball the moment he hangs up his cleats. The the, mm. the end of this contract is going to be total garbage. Yeah, in, in the next nine years. Uh, get yeah, ready. He, I hope you got a good backup catcher. We never have. That's why he's always, <laughs> always. Yeah, they, he, they've got Matt Weeders and Andrew Knizner. Yeah, who yeah. actually people are kind of high on that guy. Um, the next Yachty. That's not that hard to be Yachty, so sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, people are, have been high on a backup catcher for us for, like, I feel like every two or three years, like, this is the guy. He's going to take Yachty's place, and then he just fucking disappears. Nobody ever hears from him. And Yachty <laughs> signs another extension. <laughs> yeah, $30 million extension last time. So uh, then y'all went off, and uh, you won the NLDS in the same way you beat the Cubs, kind of heroically, last-minute wins it was very exciting for you i'm sure dennis and uh beating the braves and then god you guys poured it i remember the 10 run first inning yes in game five oh, i'll never forget that yeah i won't either but just because it it was painful and then uh you went and got swept by the nationals yeah in the NLCS. then all of a sudden you started acting like a nationals fan i don't know where i, <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, remember that <laughs> i remember getting text messages about baby sharks from danny like he was a fucking dc guy i don't know baby where. shark do 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 oh god yeah I, I Dennis, don't, 
I don't think you realize everybody in Chicago was a Nationals guy at that point. Oh, no. I, I realized that. The the funny part was Danny trying to legitimately convince me that he's like, no, I, I actually yeah, this- like this team. It's it's a really <laughs> cool, fun team. I'm like, fuck you, Danny. It could be anybody. They're playing the Cardinals, and you're going to try to push that storyline well, to me. I don't know if that's true because I don't think if, let's say, it's Dodgers-Cardinals, I might just not watch. What about you guys? Yeah, if it would have been the Brewers, Cardinals, I couldn't tell who I hated more. But I, I you know, for Cub fans, we were, you know, a lot of us were big fans of Davey Martinez. Uh, you know, so kind of wanting to see him do well, and 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 you know, I don't know, I, I didn't hate that team. They seemed like a fun bunch, and and so was Atlanta. You guys kicked Atlanta's ass, and Dennis, I don't know you you well enough, but it seemed like that the Cardinals took a lot of umbrage to what the Braves were doing in that series. I know that there was a lot of. Man, you those know, Cardinals teams just take a lot of umbrage to anything. Yeah. Somebody fucking sniffles and they get all mad about it. Yeah, but well, there, mean, there was some like weird infield fly rule shit that was happening. Belly. I do kind of remember this now. Well, then that always happens. Like, remember when you won the World Series because of some bullshit call? Right. Well, no, but no. I, I mean, like, I know that they like, like, and that's where I want to get Dennis's opinion as a Cardinals fan. I know there was like a lot of chatter about like Acuna and a couple of kind of the players like showing them up and not doing it the right way and it kind of being like a big uh, deal. And I don't know, like, you know, like what, what, what Cardinals fans were thinking oh, about. Oh, yeah. And, and because we had, um, somebody, you know, of Native American descent kind of calling out their, their chant as as racist and What's his name Helsey and I remember that actually being a weird kind of momentum turning point because then fans were like they like weren't sure how to cheer in Atlanta anymore they didn't know to like <laughs> whether they should like double down or kind of back off of it they're like wait maybe, maybe this is offensive but it, it kind of took the wind out of their sails and there was there was a strange shift at that point where it was just kind of like the Cardinals took over the the narrative well, of that series I think the fans wanted to keep it going but the I think the team stopped playing the music. And I think that's why they were confused. They're like, wait, why are people doing the chant? The music isn't going. Mm-hmm. And you I don't, don't think they the could music. ever figure it out. Yeah, you don't need the music for the chant. But the, just the fact that it was part of that series and one of the narratives and everybody's talking about it. And the guy's name was is Helsley, right? Mm-hmm. What's his first name? Sherman. Ryan. Right, Sherman, Sherman Hills. (laughs) It was right there on the team, man. I had to move it on up. (laughs) Move it on up. (laughs) Oh, you drive it down. I pick it up. So, uh, yeah, no, that was kind of a weird kind of narrative, and y'all stole it from the Braves. I mean, the Braves. I don't think anybody expected the Cardinals to do what they did last year, and once again, you've got these freaking triple A. Double A dudes that just, I don't know, with your 18 first round draft picks that you get for being in loser ass, boring St. Louis. And then, uh, you know, so you got, well, who was it last year? It was um, Tommy Edmund. Edmund. Yeah. Oh, God. A little, these little fucks. Edmund Bader was the year before. Mm-hmm. And he comes in. And now it's, and then it was Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. De Young, Paul De Young. Paul De Young. Paul De Young, yeah. I wish I could say that the Cardinals that I'm looking at here on paper are bad. And luckily, because I'm scared of the whole thing, right? I'm scared of it to death. You go 9 and 10, you see these people that probably aren't good against other teams. Just get it up for playing the Cubs. And I'm I'm looking here at Pakoda, though, and they're not very high. 
on the Cardinals. They are they got him in third place here. Oh no. <laughs> so, who <laughs> oh, what, what do they have the Cubs at first? Uh, second place, second place as a second wild card team, I believe. And they got uh, Cincinnati in first. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Now Fangraphs, it, it has you guys a little bit better. They they have the Cubs winning the division with eighty eight wins, and the Cardinals in second place at eighty six wins, two games back. So that'd be an exciting season for us all. Um, now uh, Pakoda has you in third place at eighty and eighty two. And they have the Cubs at eighty-five wins, and so I don't know. I I I I think that you know we all have the Pirates to beat up on this year, so that's going to mm-hmm. get you a couple extra wins, hopefully. But I don't know. People are picking us, and what do you I, think we Pakoda's got the pitch factoring lap? in to to make you guys turn around from a third place team? Well, I mean, we've been questioning that, too. I mean, the amount of injuries that the Cubs sustained last year was just ridiculous. Um, all at the same time, too. Javi. All at the same time, at the worst time. And then at the very end, you lost Javi. You had uh, the Rizzo ankle injury, and Brian mm-hmm. was injured most of the season. Uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not sure what Pakota is. I'm not going to say because they thought we were going to be absolutely awful last year, and we really weren't until injuries really kind of decimated the season. But... You know these things. I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking at the the depth chart at St. Louis, you know, and it still looks like a really good team, you know, and, and especially because they get these guys out of nowhere. Like Jack Flaherty was a blue chip prospect. There was no question in my mind that that guy was going to be something special. But you know, like you said, if you go around the bases and you kind of take a look at Edmund and and some of these guys, you just kind of look at that and you're just you wonder how the hell they do it with some of these guys. Well, that's what I think is interesting about the the projections for this year because I look at a guy like uh, Tommy Edmond and like his wins against replacement last year. I think it was like two and a half plus, and now they're projecting him for wins against replacement at like point six for the year. And I don't understand why the why the significant drop off from a guy that young. I mean, he's turning twenty six in uh, May. Well, let me tell you why. Theo Epstein will tell you why. Regression is a really powerful thing. In this case, <laughs> it works in our favor, and it does work in the Cubs' favor. <laughs> He's going to regress. They, they, they got a book on the guy now. Yeah. And, and Dennis, I don't think you realize David Ross is a five-war manager. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he, he, won't, he won't hit a single ball this year, but somehow he's going to give the Cubs an extra five wins. <laughs> yeah. Spinning strong. I think when you talk about Pakoda, though, they're really looking at the age of some of these players, you know, especially, you know, what are you going to get out of Dexter Fowler? The outfield, you know, you lost Ozuna, so it looks like the outfield takes a hit. Who's going to be the starting third baseman? You know, is it Edmund? Is it, you know, is, is Carpenter have something left in them? And, and you got to wonder sooner or later, father time, I don't care what devil magic you have has to catch up with Molina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair to say for, for guys like Molina or even Wainwright kind of had a resurgence last year. I wouldn't expect him to put up the same numbers that he had this year, but with the young guys, I mean, with Edmund and, and, you know, Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader, I, I think the, the outfield is actually pretty deep and young. I mean, Dexter Fowler is the guy I'd be worried about the most, who's just been, you know, awful for us since, since that contract. Pardon the interruption, but you're not a Patreon subscriber, which you should be, patreon.com slash sunranto. But I do want to tell you about a way that you can help out the Sunranto show, and that is by supporting us with sunranto.com slash shopping. So if you go over to sunranto.com slash shopping on the old interwebs, what you'll find is dozens and dozens of links to different companies that sell you things you buy already. But if you click on our links, 
Well, we get a little bit of money in return. There's even an Amazon search bar, and I know you shop at Amazon, so click on our ads. There's a search bar there on the left. Uh, it's a great way to shop and help out the Sunranto show at the same time. You can buy uh, stuff through the MLB shop. There's Fanatics, Fans Edge, NFL gear, NBA gear, beer, condoms, vibrators. I mean, we got everything for you. So go to sunranto.com slash shopping. Oh, StubHub. Use StubHub. You buy tickets on the secondary? Use our StubHub link. Well, thanks a lot. And um, I guess um, or, uh, become a Patreon subscriber or hear an ad like this every single time we do a show. <laughs> Back to the show. Well, and I'm looking at uh, the numbers that Fangraphs predicts here, and you don't have a single player over 30 home runs. Paul DeJong, uh, you're pretty solid up the middle with uh, DeJong and Colton Wong. But DeJong with 28 home runs, and then Goldschmidt, who had kind of a down year. I mean, he still hit some home runs last year. He got over, what, 32 home runs? But, I mean, that was a juice ball year. I mean, Paul Goldschmidt in, like, 2015, 2016, Paul Goldschmidt, with that Super Bowl, he hits 800 home runs at least. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, they don't see you guys with a lot of power. The way you did it last year was with defense, uh, pitching just you had a tight squad you you seemed like they practiced together and had you know well pitching and def the pitching and defense that wins pennants i guess yeah apparently your manager would get the team there early and have them warm up before games the cubs weren't doing that interesting mm -hmm. concept <laughs> yeah no we no we weren't into that last year we were too, <laughs> we were still uh scraping the world series champagne off the ceilings so um so Carlos Martinez, what's the feeling in St. Louis on Carlos Martinez? Yeah, a huge bullpen? question mark. I mean, oh, the bullpen is it burns <laughs> when he yeah. pees, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's obviously going to be stepping in for for miles while he's you know recovering from what however long his injury is going to last. So it, it's nice to have kind of a depth of of starting pitchers that we're coming into the year. You mean with. Hicks? Huh? No, uh, Michael is Michaelis is out for like at least. Oh yeah, for three. miles. Yeah, but do you think he'll fill in as a starter? I think he's the the man to lose the job at this. Oh, because I yeah. thought they would use him as a closer still with uh, Hicks out. Because you kind of need both things, unless you're going to use Miller back there, Andrew Miller. Yeah, I mean Miller is kind of the obvious choice. I think. I think everyone wants Carlos Martinez to kind of step back into the then, starting role. I don't know how realistic that that'll be to work out, but at least to start the season, I think he's the the easiest choice to plug in while Miles is hurt. Well, well you, if, if Andrew Miller's closing, then I think David Ross needs to be player manager and and, and come on in and pinch it against <laughs> Andrew Miller and see if he can get some more Game Seven magic. Well, and then you, but you have a shit ton of starters. Like yeah. you've got a fair amount of depth. Depth. You've got this guy Quang Kyung Kim from Korea, mm -hmm. who we actually talked about on the Sunranto show back in the winter when we kind of targeted guys that people were that the Cubs were kicking the tires on, and you guys went out and got this dude um, in 2019, which was his full first full year back from Tommy John surgery. He had a 251 earned run average. And pitched uh, just under uh, 200 innings. He allowed 1.8 walks per nine, and he struck out 8.5 per nine. Like, this dude freaking killed it last year. But granted, it was in Korea. But isn't that where you got Michaelis from, too? Or was that Japan? Japan, yeah. It was in Japan, yeah. 
He's big in Japan. Yeah, cautiously optimistic on Kim. I mean, he's also 31. I mean, coming back from Tommy John, too, like, the numbers look good. Obviously, like you said, it's it's Korea. But, I mean, that's what's concerning to me is, like, that's the big signing of the offseason. That's the uh, one <laughs> fucking guy that we you got. You know? Dude, that's more than we did. We lost. You guys just pretty much lost Osuna. Mm-hmm. We lost a shit ton. We lost our whole bullpen. See, well, your bullpen Trump. was fucking trash. Yeah, well, it's been kind of fine to lose those <laughs> yeah. idiots, I guess. But, but I mean, we're going to go with a bunch of unproven commodities this year out of the pen. Now, meanwhile, you guys just pr- you won the division, and you pretty much just lost Ozuna, and you're going to get some freaking robot you create down in AAA Louisville yeah. <laughs> to come I, up I, and I, I ruin don't know, our lives. Uh, Danny and Michael, if you remember, I had that list of what a Japanese guy thought American baseball players' names should be. I had that list. And, and that's when I look at the with the Cardinals sometimes. It's the same thing. It really looks like these made-up names that some Japanese guy is putting on a baseball. Tommy Edmund. <laughs> it's not a person. Edmund. That's a that's a old-fashioned fir- first name as a last name. I don't like it. So, but no, if you look at the depth chart for the starting pitchers, you got Jack Flaherty, obviously, as your number one, but you got Dakota Hudson. You see what you get out of Wainwright. Um, Michaelis comes back halfway through the year, maybe. Kim, uh, that I just talked about. Then Carlos Martinez. But then you got like that Daniel Ponce de Leon guy. And maybe Alex Reyes. Yeah, Reyes, if he can get healthy i mean this is a couple years now that yeah he's... third third year running where we're all <laughs> open for alex reyes to actually do they actually healthy. have to put ponce de leon on the back of his jersey <laughs> like the whole thing yeah that's his yeah. name jesus christ it's yeah. not his middle name it's his japanese ponce. version of the american baseball <laughs> player thing. maybe that's how adam wainwright had a good year last year. He was just going to Ponce de Leon's Fountain of Youth, you know, <laughs> stealing his water bottle. <laughs> yeah, stealing his water <laughs> bottle and pouring it all over his his. Uh, never mind. Uh, but your bullpen is kind of the same as it was last year. You still got Brett Cecil, who mm-hmm. and uh, that we he's a nerd. He's got <laughs> those nerdy glasses, and then uh, I mean, you just have options. You know, I wonder if you're going to go with. I don't know the not the opener situation, but kind of like games that straddle a couple of long that, inning relievers, sort of thing. You know, when I'm looking at the depth chart here, a lot of what I think about the Cubs and what I think about the Brewers applies to the Cardinals. I mean, they could be good if the young guys step up and the old guys have good years and the bullpen kind of melds together. But I think that's that's why I think this division is just going to be so damn tight because the same problems I see with the Cardinals and the Brewers, I see with the Cubs too. Yeah. Although, I don't know, for the Cubs, it feels like our core is a heck of a lot stronger when you look at, you know, Rizzo and Bryant and Contreras. I mean, these are just, you know, proven names. You guys got a bunch of thorns in your side, you know, like you're just singles up the middle, dude, that get an inning going. I don't know like, how you're coming up with this. You don't analysis. have a you don't have a single Hall of Fame player on this on your roster. What? Not a single oh, one. Oh, my God. And Chris Bryant is a Hall of Fame player? Sure, they all are. Baez, Rizzo, <laughs> Contreras, Schwarber. They're all going to the Hoff. Yeah, Wayne, Wainwright and Yachty suck, and Chris Bryant's a legend. Okay, Yachty for Trout? Never. <laughs> oh my all God. right, just checking to see if you're still a Cardinals fan. Never. Yachty just till death. All right, what else did I write down here? Oh, yeah, here's the guy that, uh, just to warn everybody 
who you're going to hate that comes up in the middle of the season. It is going to ruin our lives. His, and here's another made-up-ass name. Dylan Carlson. <laughs> is that not somebody that – that's like one of those players, right, Crawley, that Japanese yep. people would think? Um, he's a number one prospect in the outfield for the Cardinals. And um, I don't know. He had a great fucking year. Let me look at his thing. I just had – oh, here it is. He Great year between AA and AAA last year. He was in – well, Memphis. That's your team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what did I say? Louisville? Yeah, you always say Louisville. It's always Memphis. Did it used to be Louisville? No, Memphis Redbirds. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, anyway. Yeah, Louisville is uh, the Reds. Oh, okay. Yeah, another Red team. See, that's where I got it screwed up. Uh, well, in AAA, and he wasn't there that long. He only had 72 at-bats, but he had a 1.098 OPS. And then he had an 882 at AA, and he hit 26 total home runs last year. In the minors, and he looks like a real fucking douche, too. Like, I'm looking at his picture here. He's got a smug look on his face. He Do you see awesome. this? Yeah, he looks incredible. Yeah. He, he kind of sounds like, too, like you took somebody's like younger brother's name and then like his grandpa's name and just pushed them together. Like, it's Dylan Carlson. <laughs> is, he, is he 18 or is he 85? He's He just, he's 21. He Maybe he's a drunk. Maybe now that he <laughs> can drink. That's our only hope, guys, because this guy's going to ruin our lives. And we haven't even heard of him yet, except I just heard of him today. And I'm just warning all the Cubs fans that you've got a new guy you can hate. Um, I do wonder about Jack Flaherty. He, Like Crawley said, I do feel like he seems like the real deal. You just, I, I don't know, do you, how do you feel about it? Like, you watched a lot more Cardinals games. Like, you saw his bad games. We only saw his good ones, of course, against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the guy... He throws heat, and he's he's our most reliable, the most like consistent guy that you can be optimistic about for the year. I mean, you're hoping if Jack Flaherty has a bad year, it's it's you know bad news for the whole rotation. Oh yeah. Well, now now, how are Cardinal fans feeling about old Mike Matheny going to the Kansas City Royals and managing that? Is that kind of what was that feeling with uh, Mike Matheny when he left? Obviously, because for me, I wanted him to have a lifetime contract with the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, by the time he left, everyone was so fucking sour on him. Like, I I could care less where he's managing as long as he's out of St. Louis. The guy is just such a prick. I, I'm kind of surprised that he got another chance so quickly just because of how ugly the exit was. It wasn't like, you know, oh, they, they mutually parted ways and did the whole, like, PR thing to, like, set him up for another thing. It was like, no, the, the locker room fucking hates him. Like, this guy pisses everyone off that he comes in contact with, and he just seemed like this cancer for the team. What didn't he like have somebody like purposely like haze Jordan Hicks? And- yeah, he was having the the rookies get haze, and he was just like encouraging, just like juvenile behavior, and just like you know disregarding fucking hard work and ethics, and was just like, well, let's be fucking old school tough guys and call them guys pussies, and ha ha, you know. It's Does, like, doesn't who the he fuck seem? Are you he's he's, like a cartoon character of a man? He was like forcing greenies down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is seriously like every single douchebag coach in every 80s movie yeah of the he's the douchebag coach of the football team and then you got the asshole quarterback that beats up the nerds and that douchebag coach is he never gets it he's just like well you know back in my day we gave swirlies and then we made sure they got shit in their mouth yeah right of passage we had to do it 
Or like the head of Cobra Kai from Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, yeah, that's who, exactly who he is. Who, by the way, for about a decade, I thought was Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks like it's just a beefed up Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know more, obviously, about Mike Schilt than we do. But I, I was dying laughing when that uh, when the young kid uh, taped the rant after they beat the Braves and he's dropping F bombs. I mean, the guy looks like an accountant and he's just <laughs> yeah. dropping F bombs left and right. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that was the same guy. I was dying laughing. I, I love that too, because I, I thought, you know, as a fan, I'm going to just, you know, support our coach and be like, yeah, he's great. He's doing great for the team, but he does have that like just nerdy kind of accountant look to him. And I'm like, how the fuck does this guy like run the locker room and get people like jazzed up for games? And I saw that, I was like, Oh, like he's, that's actually how I want him to sound, but I never could picture him giving a speech like that. And he's a longtime employee of the Cardinals, right? He was with them, yeah, with the, the with minors. the like minor leagues. Yeah, he moved up really quickly throughout the ranks of coaching. Just went, you know, single, double, triple, and you know was immediately put into the dugout uh, that year that Matheny was fired. I think with the with the intention of, like, this guy could possibly take over from at the end of the year, and then everything went sour so quickly that they just kind of, like, you know, rapid-tracked that that progression. Yeah, I had never heard of him before, but it seemed like he's got his shit together, and the Cardinals obviously, in a way, because they didn't pick you guys to win as many games as you did. Like, mm -hmm. Pakoda, you know, didn't pick you guys to win as many games as you ended up winning. They, I don't think you got picked to win the division, did you? No. Maybe, I don't maybe so. some people did. Excuse me once again, but uh, non-Patreon subscriber, you're going to have to hear an ad for MyBookie. MyBookie.ag, it's where you should be going and betting and using promo code CHAIR to double your deposit. But don't tell me, uh, let, me, let, me let me tell you what to do. Uh, excuse me. But I do have some very disturbing information. The last time we spoke about the sports odds at MyBookie.ag for the Cubs... They were plus 2,400. They are now plus 2,600. Things are getting worse. We used to be even with the Indians. The Indians have gotten even worser. So go place your bet on the Cubs, huh? Win the World Series. Win some money at mybookie.ag. Promo code CHAIR is going to double your first deposit. And become a Patreon subscriber, and I'll never have to bother you with this information again. Back to the show. Um, anyway, I did want to, I forgot to mention this. Uh, it's weird how the Cubs Cardinals series works this year. I know I've mentioned on the show before that the Cubs have 13 games against the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, before, like right until about the middle of May, the 21st, I believe is the last game. So I think we're going to be able to tell a lot of what the Cubs look like depending on their record against a terrible team like the Pirates with a $40 million payroll. Well, but, we'll either be able to tell a lot about them or we won't know anything mm. because they'll just win all the games. We'll be like, oh, it's the greatest team we've seen in forever. And then they'll actually just suck against any team that's not the Pirates. Well, the Cubs-Cardinals series is our weird, and we really won't know how all the head-to-head -head matchups work out until the last game of the season. So the Cubs Cardinals series is uh, the first game is uh, at Wrigley Field and it's like the couple weeks into April we we see you again and and that's we got the Friday to Sunday 
and we got the Saturday game of the week, and then we also have the Sunday game on ESPN. This is right in the middle of April, but then we don't see you again till June, and it's in London. Yeah, that's that's a peculiar. I'm going. I already got tickets I wish to the I game. Could go with you. Yeah, you oh, should all, go. Yeah, all three, all three of us, of us are us going. Too. Yeah. Oh, all. Oh, that's right. All three of us are yeah, going. The Sun Ranto Show in will London, be man. in London. You know, it's funny. I knew Crawley was going. I knew Michael was going. I never even put it together that all, that means all three of us are going. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It just dawned on me. Danny, it's like when you count everybody in the room and you just forget yourself every time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, oh, I'm curious to see how that London series plays out because you had Boston, New York last year. And the scores were like super ridiculous. I mean, it was like I know you talk about juice baseballs, but like that, that the scores I think were like every game was like fifteen to thirteen or something. It was ridiculous. Well, that field is like super small down the lines. I think, I think is part of the thing too. Well, we'll have to look into that. I and feel like they always backload that, these these uh, matchups between the Cardinals and the Cubs too. It, to me, it, I don't know if it is this way or I just feel like that. I feel like we always play each other early and we have this long fucking break in between the next time we play and we're like, oh, well, that, we'll know about each other by the second time we play, but it's really going to come down to the last series. Well, it's pretty much right at the beginning and then you take two months off and then we see you pretty much once a month because we don't see you again until after the All-Star break and then the third weekend of August, and then we're in St. Louis for the second weekend of September. So, oh, yeah, it, it is backloaded. So mm-hmm. we've got seven games against each other in September, which could be just gigantic. If I mean, if Pakoda's got us picked by two games, well, I'm not Pakoda, but uh, Zips has us picked by two games. That could be just huge. So that, that'll be fun. So predictions. Um I I randomly I went on the NBC Sports podcast yesterday and it got released today and Kaplan put me on the spot and he's like how many wins and I was like and I had just been trashing the Cubs winter for the entire show and then I said eighty eight <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it was weird I don't know what happened to me I got optimistic in that moment and I said eighty eight wins. I don't know if that's enough for the division, but I I do think that's possible. I did text with John Baker the other day, and I said, you know, after today, I rode my bike down to NBC, and then I rode it back, and I was thinking about this team, and I was like, you know, I could see them getting like a bump from being with David Ross and kind of getting the band back together in a different way. It's new blood, but it's also familiar blood. And I'm like, they might, because Jeff Nelson on that show predicted 90 wins 91 91 I was just listening to that tonight I mean I know you guys are going to have to try to be optimistic about the grandpa Ross coaching thing but isn't there's got to be a part of you that's just like what the fuck if he's terrible like this guy what like what makes you think he's going to be a, a great manager because we always thought Madden? Did, didn't you guys always think David Ross would be a manager when he was on our team for those couple of years or, or you could look at it another way is that a lot of people say that Yadi Molina is kind of very similar to a manager and that if he ever hung up the cleats, he, you know, who knows if he's going to play until he's 75, but maybe when he finally does retire, maybe he's going to be into managing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it kind of reminds me of too, because people say it all the time and, then, and now it starts to feel like a real possibility. Like, Oh, what if Yadi one day manages the Cardinals? But if oh, it came, will. if it came to that, the first year he came in, I would be 
half of me would be like, why? Why is he <laughs> managing the team? Too close to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what Matheny did, and well, that did not work the, out. The big difference is that Ross was only on the Cubs for a couple years. He was a Red Sox. He was a Brave. You know, he was around the league a bunch, and Yachty has only been a Cardinal and will always be a Cardinal. And Yeah, but I think my point is more to like just the lack of you know managerial experience. Like yeah. You're just going to jump from player to just fucking running a but team? But he's a catcher. I know. He runs the game. He does on the field, but there's, there's well, su- I would it's say such that a different there, job There's definitely I've had some concerns about it as far as just lack of any type of experience in that situation. Um, I know that I was really hoping that they were kind of go with an older guy to be the bench coach, and they went with uh, Andy Green, uh, formerly of San Diego. So I mean, there's there's definite concerns whether Rossi, you know, you know, I I don't know, you know, it's there's a lot of unknowns in this season, and right now that's about the only thing that has kind of gotten people somewhat excited is just Ross returning. But I don't know if he can manage. It's one thing to kind of do it in your head. It's another thing when you got to answer the questions with all the microphones in your face after the game's over. Yeah. And uh, so where do you have the Cardinals win wise? I won't I won't ask you guys your well well I I got them at 90 plus. I'm feeling very good about the Cardinals this year. I mean Ozuna's our big loss, but like I said before, that's I feel like we're we're in a great position uh as far as the outfield goes with replacing him with young guys. I feel like we got a lot of really good young talent on this team and a farm system that's ready to plug in even more people if if anything should happen. I feel like we're pretty deep, and we had a great year last year that nobody was expecting, and I think we can easily build off of that. Mm, I think they're going to go 4 and 158. <laughs> uh, no, really. You and Picota. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, is that I, is that really your prediction, or are you just no? Gonna, yeah, that's my prediction. No, not yours, Michael's four and <laughs> four and one. No, I have I have no idea what they're going to do because I I did not believe that team at all last year, and I just didn't believe it. I, like watching it, seeing who's on it, what they were doing, like the Wainwright thing was pretty unpredictable it, for it him to pull that out of his ass. Yeah. Right, it just didn't seem like they should be winning, but when the dust settled, they were they were on top. I, so I, I just I, I don't have any faith in them this year either. I, I mean, for me, it, it's literally like taking like one of those cups of dice and rolling it. I think whether you put the Cubs, the Cardinals, Cincinnati, or Milwaukee, I could see any one of them taking the division with like eighty-seven wins. Yeah, I do agree with that. This division is going to be tight as fuck this year. I, I don't be... think Milwaukee is that good, but. You don't? I don't. I, I, they I, they replay. I looked into them a little bit the other day. I mean, everybody's gone out of their rotation. They got a whole new rotation, including ex Cub Brett Anderson, it, it, the, the human the, wheelchair. The human wheelchair. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and uh, I I do think that the Cardinals have a better team than the Brewers. I think the Cubs on paper have a better team than the Brewers. But we don't play these games on paper. We play them. <laughs> But the see, field. the Brewers are another team that I would have said the same thing last year that, oh, that was just a run of luck two years ago. And then they, they you know, they were one air away from, you know, facing the Cardinals in the, or, I mean, you know, that, that air that happened that just kind of changed everything. But here, yeah. here's the thing, though. The Brewers have had really good Septembers for the last two or three years. That is going to be much harder to pull off this year when they only expand to 28 players and, you know, and Craig Council can't, you know, 
put 12 pitchers out there every single game. Yeah, that is a good point because that is how they did it. They found that market in- inefficiency in September. And, and well, shit, they put the Cubs into third place. So, uh, Crawley, did you give me a, a number? That's what I'm saying. I, right now, I, I would put any one of those teams at 87 to 83. All right. Any one of them. Like I said, the, the four teams in the division, not including the Pirates, who we know are just going to be a steaming pile of dog shit. Is it possible, I haven't done the math, and math is not my strong suit anyway, uh, that they all get 85 wins? Well, that's what I, I predicted last year. 81 and 81, every single team, <laughs> even the Pirates, because they were even better last year. I say we all pr- play each other to even five way tiebreaker. Could happen to get four way tiebreaker yeah, this year. They, they have to play a single elimination, basically a tournament at the end of the year. Well, let's remember the Pirates can still add. They've got room on their payroll. <laughs> oh my god! They, they've got room for a whole other team on their payroll. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have an MLB roster full of salary cap space. <laughs> right. Pretty much. They, they could do two Royals and an Orioles. So, <laughs> so uh, I do. I oh, Dennis, I just saw this note that you wrote. Grandpa Ross cannot save you. Why do people think he will be good or turn this crappy team around? Because he cut. Oh, you did say that kind of just in your own way. But I like that you called it a one year dynasty. And yeah, we hey, also- that's how we're feeling right now. <laughs> oh, he called yeah. he called the Cubs a one year dynasty, and we we did think we had more than that, did we not, fellas? You know, what what has been yes, disappointing the is, is yes. last, what's been disappointing is the last two seasons. And anyone you know that knows baseball knows how how random that the postseason can be. You were hoping for more than one World Series, but you know, I was thinking that the Cubs should have been division champs. 16, 17, 18, 19, and then whatever happened in the playoffs. If you win another World Series, great. How many of those great uh, Braves teams in the 90s, they won the division every goddamn year, and they only had one World Series to show from it. So when I thought about Dynasty, it's really hard to repeat. You know, and, and what San Francisco did with the even your magic was pretty amazing. I wasn't expecting them to, you know, I didn't know if they were going to win a world, another World Series. I hoped they would, but I saw them being Central Division winners from 16 to 20, and, and we only got really, you know, 16 and 17. Yeah. 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 They did go stuck. to the, the League Championship Series three straight years, you know, but again, it, it's all sours when only one of those turns into the World Series. But so, it, I mean, ask the Braves, like you said, ask the Braves. They won their division 14 straight years. And they had one World Series. And I mean, people quit going to the games by the time they were done. Like uh, you could fly from Chicago to Atlanta and buy tickets to that uh, 2003 series cheaper than you could just staying in Chicago. It's just oh, yeah. funny to me the way that the the fans talk about it in Chicago to like even in, like Danny earlier in the podcast was like last year oh yeah we were still like scraping the champagne off the locker room like that was three fucking years ago and you guys <laughs> are talking about like oh yeah we've just been winning right. so much lately like that it happened one time well and it's th- kind of becoming a distant memory it, but it's everyone like, talks about it like it's still so 
present and happening. Like it's this perennial powerhouse. Well, it was 108 years. It's like it happened yesterday when you put it in context. When you wait that long, you're going to enjoy every last drop of that champagne, even off the ceiling, man. I'm going (laughs) to, you know, we're going to be doing this podcast in our 70s and still talking about the damn 20s. (laughs) (laughs) The one year dynasty. That's why it's perfect. Uh, No, Dennis. Think about this, the Chicago Bears. That's exactly what I think about. That's the first one-year dynasty I ever coined, the one-year dynasty, because no matter how much time has passed, any football fan in this city will be like, yeah, fucking 85. And I'm like, like, most of the people that you're talking to weren't even alive during that championship. And you're still talking about We are the Bears, (laughs) shuffling through, (laughs) shuffling on down, doing it for you. You guys know every word, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was in the school talent show that year. I was L.A. Mike Richardson. (laughs) Do you still know (laughs) the verse? What? L.A. Mike Richardson? Yeah, what was his verse? Do you remember it? I don't remember up the what was he? (laughs) I remember, I'm Samurai Mike, and I stop him cold. But that was Singletary, right? That was Samurai Mike. You had the Fridge, who was one tough cookie, the rookie. Yeah, uh, what was that? <laughs> My name is Fridge. Wait, wait, I said go. Ah, fuck, I don't remember. My yeah, name is, I remember. I remember, I remember like it was yesterday, Maury Buford playing the wooden block with the sunglasses. Mm. <laughs> I don't rem- I, I really don't remember it that well at all. All I remember is the video had uh, Walter Payton and Jim McMahon uh they were like photoshopped into yeah, the video. They were, it was like the very first version of the green screen. Yeah, it was so bad. What was Jim McMahon's verse? I'm the punky QB. Me, known as McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, 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 the only one I know is, my name is Sweetness, and I like to dance. Running the balls like making romance. romance. We, we had the goal since training camp. So something, something, the Super Bowl champs. And then he's like, we didn't come here because we're greedy. We just came here to feed the needy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's why he was green screened in, because he wouldn't do it until they promised to give some money to some charity. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. But yeah, he missed the actual video. I think I still uh, actually have the video cassette, the VHS somewhere. Oh, good. Well, I think I I have a DVD of like the 85 Bears season, and I think it's just on that. Yeah, one year dynasty, guys. <laughs> pull, pull at, at least with the 2016 team, it's all digital, and we can if we've got it on DVD. Uh, I guess that well, actually, DVDs are going out now too. So I do have some questions from the Sun Ranto Ranchers page for Dennis about the Cardinals. I I posted. I got Dennis coming we, we on. We had and- to get rid of all the ones that said, "Why are you an idiot?" We just we just got rid <laughs> yeah, of those. Yeah, I'm I, sure I, I'm sure these are going to be great. I questions. blocked all <laughs> I blocked all those people. Uh so Pete Gobel asks, "Why is St. Louis so boring?" Actually, he said, "So boring." Lots wow, of O's. Big Chris Bryant fan, huh? Why why is Chris Bryant such a douchebag is what I would comment <laughs> with. Why does this guy get to decide what's cool and what's boring with his fucking pleather jackets and his hair gel? Well, what's funny is boring? that Saint, Fuck that guy. he is one of the most boring cubs out there. Like, he watches Disney movies. He doesn't drink. I know. And he's like, St. Louis is boring. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up <laughs> and, like, try to play better. <laughs> try to I not mean, get hurt. That is that is why they <laughs> took a home game away from St. Louis and moved it to London because they're just trying to get the fuck out of that town. They're also trying to get a Mexico series. that would be a home game. They're just taking every game out of St. Louis that they can. 
<laughs> well, you could get shot. So uh, here's another question. From Mexico City is now safer. Phil Brandyberry asks, why are there so many cardinals in my trees? Are they casing my house? <laughs> <laughs> You can uh, you can yes. answer that off air. <laughs> yes, um, Matt Camerer, the famous artist Matt Camerer, who now draws for Topps baseball cards. He uh, a resident of St. Louis. Yeah, and a resident of St. Louis, and, and a Cubs fan. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the the oh, so not not interest- from St. Louis, but li- the current resident of. No, I think he's from there, and. and uh, He's the only non-boring thing about that town. <laughs> uh, Matt Carpenter, uh, he want well. Matt Camerer wants to know uh, uh, how you feel about Matt Carpenter's tweet when he uh, tweeted out, "Why is Yachty such a little bitch all the time?" <laughs> did he really tweet that? I don't know. <laughs> no. he, yes, he did. And then he, and then, uh, of course, Cubs fans jumped all over it. And then he deleted the tweet. Because I'm sure he was just fucking around with Yachty, but yeah, it went the wrong way for him. Screenshots live forever. Yep. That doesn't sound very boring to me. Wow. Fucking spicy town over here. Controversial (laughs) tweets. Jose Orlando Mercado out of Puerto Rico asks, uh, how would he rate Mike Schilt's resting bitch face? <laughs> oh, 10 out of 10. That is a classic resting bitch face. It's, it's actually, That's a great question. It's a, pre, it's a pre, prerequisite to be a Cardinals manager. It really That's is. so true. I mean... Uh, from Larusso to Matheny to Schilt, I mean that's that's an all-time trio of resting bitch face. Just nothing but fucking testicles hanging off yeah. their eyes. Yeah. Oh God. Honestly, uh, I, I can live with, with Schilt compared to Larusa and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, it's true. Those two guys just drove me nuts. You didn't like Larusa? I no. can't. No, can't no. nobody <laughs> except for Cardinals fans like Larusa. His wife doesn't even like him. That's okay. <laughs> they have marital problems. Whatever. He's a fucking. He's a, a legend, man. Larusa is a fucking all timer. You gotta respect uh, Larusa, uh, even if you don't like him. You gotta all, respect an all time fucking punk. Fuck that guy. Oh, he's a dick. Honestly, sometimes when I get angry about him, I just watch his video of when he's passed out in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> uh, I, I would play the audio of that, but it has no sound. <laughs> so uh, Pete Goble writes in again, has, has, have you ever seen Colton's Wong in person? <laughs> and he follows that up with, have you ever seen Paul's DeJong in person? <laughs> it's very French. And... Given a choice, this is the follow-up to the follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather see Colton Swung or Paul's DeJong? <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, tough, tough question. <laughs> you wouldn't expect any less from the Raptors. <laughs> well, Paul. I'm, I'm going to go Wong on this one just because I, I, loved, I loved when Colton Wong would hit a home run and people would tweet out Wong ball. And it just always made me think of dicks and home runs, and it was, it was good dick baseball memory for me. And then he started thinking of Tony Larusa's face. So, so um, how much? These are great. I love the ranters. They're the greatest people on earth. Craig Sturdivant asks, "How much extra is the meth dusting on the food at Bush?" Oh, I mean, fucking Missouri statewide. You can, that's. No, but how much extra is it like to 
Does it cost? Oh, more like to upgrade? To like, do you want to supersize to the fucking math? Does it's whatever spare change you have in your pocket is acceptable. <laughs> nice, <laughs> one or two teeth. I'll trade you a cigarette <laughs> yeah. if you got to. I'll trade you a cigarette. <laughs> uh, Pete writes in again, guys. There's a lot of questions, but uh, I'll I'll rapid fire these last few. Uh, why haven't the Cardinals had a likable player since Ozzie Smith? I hate the <laughs> I hate the Cardinals, but I could always respect that guy. Haven't felt that way about any Cardinal player since. Pretty sure he retired about twenty five years ago. Twenty <laughs> five? Yeah, that's not a question, Pete. That is a <laughs> <laughs> right. That was just a statement of fact. <laughs> a statement of fact. Um, Matt Shepardson asks the Cardinals, "What gives?" <laughs> this is a really specific one um, Jeffrey Nelson asks Is Brebia classified as an STD In St. Louis yet? Uh, yeah, not, Carlos, not Martinez. Carlos Martinez yeah. has him Yeah he just came down with a bad case of Brebia um, Kelsey, oh, Kelsey Renee says Can I sit with him? Me? I, I sure. don't know she did not specify Can I sit yes. with him? Just general yeah. Yes, you can sit with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil Brandy. Why did that come right after the STD question? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe she meant to reply to Jeffrey Nelson. Uh, Phil, she's a Cardinals fan, by the way. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, ah, yeah. uh, that's why. Yeah, okay. it's Matt Kammerer's girlfriend or fiance, or did they get married? I don't fucking know. I can't keep track of your lives. It was girlfriend. Yeah, I'm. I'm more interested in deaths. Oh jeez. <laughs> that's my line of work. So uh, Phil Brandyberry asks, if you had that's to... That's not a real name. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, that's like Phil Brandyberry is This is just, is this is just right Danny creating pretty... Facebook pages <laughs> and writing into his own fan club. <laughs> I met Phil. So if you had to... And see... he is a hobbit. <laughs> kind of. He's kind of a hobbit. Um, if you had to... He does live in a hut. If you had to seduce one Cubs player so that he was late to the next game against the Cardinals and not ready to play, who would it be and how would you do it? What is this? This is like the dating game. I know. Right. Fuck, Brandle Berry. What do you say, oh, Bachelor you number use the one? Word whoopee and you're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, all right, which Cubs player are you hot for? Are you a Bryant guy? You like Hayward? Would you like Javi? No, no, no! I hate, I hate Javi. You like um, the way Rizzo does his splits? Yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo has uh. got a nice amount of thickness. You know, I guess if I was <laughs> gone to the head, All like right. had to, you know. All right. So Rizzo, and then how would you do it? How would you seduce Rizzo? <laughs> oh. I would yeah. seduce Rizzo with songs by Lizzo because I feel like he would, <laughs> he would enjoy that. Wow, well, man, great! <laughs> <laughs> that that was a good try. Thanks. But as we all know. The way you seduce Rizzo is by taking off your shoes. Yeah. He's, is he a feet he's, guy? He's into toes. Riz oh, toes. Yep. I didn't know that. We didn't even mention the fact that he took pictures of his feet with his wife and their dog, Kevin. The dog's feet? And Well, <laughs> the dog's feet were in there, but the picture was of Kevin the dog, the dachshund, sitting at the end of a raft. They were like on some lake, and there's Rizzo's feet and his wife's feet. We didn't mention that on the show. I, I feel like that was an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I dropped a hashtag Riz Toes on uh, on some photo that was on Twitter just the other day too. Hmm. She was wearing some flip flops. Wow. Maybe it was the same one. I don't know. So, uh, last question from John Pincus. Uh oh. Who is going? Yeah, you know John Pincus is a big fan of yours. 
So uh, who is going to be the devil magic double A guy this season? Oh, we already know. We already talked about it. Yeah, Dylan Carlson. Yeah, Get to know him, get to hate him, John. He's coming for you. He's coming for your heart. Yep, He's going through your feet. Putting the finishing touches on him down in uh, Memphis, also known as Louisville. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, right. All right, uh, I I didn't uh, mention to Dennis to have a TFC ready. Uh, oh Jesus, I don't. Yeah, have a TFC you, ready. I don't know if you do, Paul. What's maybe TFC? I Crawley? I mean, <laughs> I called you Paul. That's the first time I ever called you Paul. At least I didn't call you Lyle. <laughs> Paulie Crawlnuts. So, uh, do you have a TFC? Because I do have one. What Let can I ask? What a TFC? Oh, uh, this flexing cube, which is I just find uh, one of. Well, in this case, I found a Cardinals fan who was online acting like an idiot, tweeting out stupid-ass shit. Oh, yeah, I, I actually do have one. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll go I'm first because sure. I, I have it up. So Randy Rogers, um, his Twitter handle, if you want to follow him, because he's a real winner, at Let's Go Pack 73 uh, he said, uh, talk to a guy today who asked if I'd rather have Mike Trout or Nolan Arnado on the Cardinals, spelled A-R-N-A-D-O, Arnado, <laughs> on Cardinals. And I told him, neither, that we have Yachty. And as long as we do, <laughs> well, be all right. Well, yeah, you said what? There's lo- actually lots of uh, grammatical problems in this, but that's not a surprise to any of us Cubs fans who have been trying to decipher the language you speak down there in uh, Boringsville. But uh, BFIB, Best Fans in Baseball, mm-hmm. they tweeted, they retweeted Randy Rogers making fun of him. And Randy Rogers got wind of that. Uh-oh. And Randy Rogers said, you want to fucking mock me, you bitch? <laughs> 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 F- fuck you, <laughs> So, Randy. And you know that I'm looking, Randy Rogers has the classic picture. I don't know why all these people have the same one where, where it's in the car with the shades on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you uh, gotta, fuck you, yeah, Randy. Double down. <laughs> Lean no, in, baby. Don't fucking mock me. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. You can't come back from that. <laughs> what do you say in response to that? Okay. <laughs> So, all right, Michael, what is yours? Okay, well, my, mine is the obvious one. Uh, it starts with Tony Andraki and uh, quoting you, Darvish, Olympics, when players cheat, they can't have a gold medal, right? But the Astros still have a World Series title. That makes me feel weird. <laughs> and uh, Lastros for Life uh, responds to Tony Andraki's tweet with a picture of the World Series trophy in the Astros with the Astros background says it's still here. And you Darvish says gorgeous trash can. I like it. It just <laughs> completely was... destroyed that dude. Yeah, he did. That You Darvish is uh, probably the best thing that happened to this offseason. His Twitter game ever since the Astros cheating thing came out. His Twitter game, because he felt, I believe, like a certain freedom from that moment when he's like, you know what? I didn't tip my goddamn pitches in the World Series. The Astros cheated 
And I was I never had to get into my own head. I think he went through that weird year with the Cubs. He was hurt, but he also was questioning himself mentally, and he's been very open about a lot of that stuff. And I don't know. I'm excited for you, Darvish, like feeling himself on Twitter, not giving a fuck. Dude, yeah, he's he going to mow you fuck. guys down. Yeah, he does not and give a fuck. What's amazing is if you look at it, it really could be a fancy trash can. <laughs> you know, the World <laughs> the Series. World yeah, it, it's it's not a great looking trophy. No. And then Rob Manfred called it a hunk of metal. That was, that was <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get into that? I mean, we this is a Cardinals preview in a way, but I mean, Dennis, I don't know if you want to weigh in on the Rob Manfred cart Astros cheating situation, but I want to weigh in on the what is this segment called about people saying stupid shit? Yeah, yeah. What is it called? TFCs, these flexing cubes. Yeah, the TFCs. I just wanted to, I didn't have one prepared because you didn't tell me about this, but just to call attention to Danny earlier saying that he w- wished that celebrity homeless man Ronnie Woo Woo would marry his mom. (laughs) (laughs) And I I told him that I would call him Danny Woo Woo. Yeah, I I just thought that that was uh, a really ridiculous Cubs fan thing to to desire. (laughs) I want everyone to be aware of it. Well, she's single. Dennis, I don't don't want Danny to hear this, but a lot of us call him that behind his back anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Woo Woo? I, Danny Wu. I think, I, I think Crawley, and, Crawley and I and maybe a couple other guys are really in quite the competition for being the next Roddy Woo Woo. At, <laughs> at least as far so as... So that is one of the all-time... They've you know got, you got the gotta smell kinda, down. You know just, when you got to laugh at yourself sometime, but this was at a Cubs convention a few years back, like four or five years ago, and I'm not kidding you, in line was me first... And then Chet Kopic, who passed away recently, and then behind him was Ronnie Woo Woo. And someone <laughs> had the three of us in one picture, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, well, that was some company there. Yeah, it, well, we've made our choices in life, and here we are recording a podcast on a fine Wednesday night. But I, I believe we've uh, said all there is to say about the Cubs and Cardinals. Should be fun, 19 I, games. I, I do have a confession to make to Dennis. And I've never told anyone this, but uh, in the 1980s when Nintendo had RBI Baseball, mm-hmm. I played as the Cardinals. Oh, oh, well, there was no Cubs on there. I, I couldn't help that having Vince Coleman and Ozzie Smith at the top with Willie McGee. I know it wouldn't have been uh, the type of baseball that's really played anymore, but I love stealing bases on that old Nintendo RBI game. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, I love that. That was the team that like made me fall in love with the sport. The Ozzie Smith and fucking Willie McGee. Oh, my God. Those were like the legends of my childhood. Tom Herr. <laughs> Jack Clark. Yeah. Yeah. Jose Okendo. Oh, yeah. Fucking Ron Gant. <laughs> well, God, I hated those guys, too, but... Well, I guess that's our show. So, uh, good luck this. Well, good luck to two. Well, three fourths of this podcast <laughs> this year in the Cubs Cardinals series, and terrible oh, and luck. I, to I really hope that the Cardinals get relegated this year, and next year we're actually playing against the Louisville Redbirds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good farm system. I wouldn't care for what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> so, I bid you all a fine. Okay. Alright, you gotta say go Cardinals backwards somehow. Oh, fuck. I yeah, never, I know. I'm never prepared. I for know, this. I know. Just make it up. S- slanted <laughs> drag cog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... 
The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.